This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Kent Fulmer. Time and the Gods by Lord Dunsany. Preface These tales are of the things that befell gods and men in Yarnith, Averon, and Zarkandu, and in the other countries of my dreams. Part 1 Time and the Gods Once, when the gods were young, and only their swarthy servant Time was without age, the gods lay sleeping by a broad river upon earth. There, in a valley that from all the earth the gods had set apart for their repose, the gods dreamed marble dreams, and with domes and pinnacles the dreams arose and stood up proudly between the river and the sky, all shimmering white to the morning. In the city's midst the gleaming marble of a thousand steps climbed to the citadel, where arose four pinnacles beckoning to heaven, and midmost between the pinnacles there stood the dome, vast as the gods had dreamed it. All around, terrace by terrace, there went marble lawns, well guarded by onyx lions, and carved with effigies of the gods striding amid the symbols of the worlds. With a sound like tinkling bells far off in a land of shepherds hidden by some hill, the waters of many fountains turned again home. Then the gods awoke, and there stood Sardathrion. Not to common men have the gods given to walk Sardathrion's streets, and not to common eyes to see her fountains. Only to those to whom in lonely passes in the night the gods have spoken, leaning through the stars. To those that have heard the voices of the gods above the morning, or seen their faces bending above the sea. Only to those hath it been given to see Sardathrion, to stand where her pinnacles gathered together in the night, fresh from the dreams of gods. For round the valley a great desert lies, through which no common traveller may come. But those whom the gods have chosen feel suddenly a great longing at heart, and crossing the mountains that divide the desert from the world, set out across it, driven by the gods, till hidden in the desert's midst they find the valley at last, and look with eyes upon Sardathrion. In the desert beyond the valley grow a myriad thorns, and all pointing towards Sardathrion. So may many that the gods have loved come to the marble city, but none can return, for other cities are no fitting home for men whose feet have touched Sardathrion's marble streets, where even the gods have not been ashamed to come in the guise of men with their cloaks ramped about their faces. Therefore no city shall ever hear the songs that are sung in the marble citadel by those in whose ears have rung the voices of the gods. No report shall ever come to other lands of the music of the fall of Sardathrion's fountains, when the waters which went heavenward return again into the lake, where the gods cool their brows sometimes in the guise of men. None may ever hear the speech of the poets of that city, to whom the gods have spoken. It stands a city aloof. There hath been no rumor of it. I alone have dreamed of it, and I may not be sure that my dreams are true. Above the twilight, the gods were seated in the after-years, ruling the worlds. No longer now they walked at evening in the marble city, hearing the fountains splash, or listening to the singing of the men they loved, because it was the after-years, and the work of the gods was to be done. But often as they rested a moment from doing the work of the gods, from hearing the prayers of men, or sending here the pestilence, or there the mercy, they would speak a while with one another of the olden years, saying, "'Rememberest thou not Sardathrion?' And another would answer, Ah, Sardathrion, and all Sardathrion's misdraped marble lawns whereon we walk not now. Then the gods turned to do the work of the gods, answering the prayers of men or smiting them, 
and ever they sent their swarthy servant time to heal or overwhelm. And time went forth into the worlds to obey the commands of the gods. Yet he cast furtive glances at his masters, and the gods distrusted time, because he had known the worlds or ever the gods became. One day, when furtive time had gone into the worlds to nimbly smite some city whereof the gods were weary, the gods above the twilight, speaking to one another, said, Surely we are the lords of time and gods of the worlds besides. See how our city Sardathrion lifts over other cities? Others arise and perish, but Sardathrion standeth yet, the first and the last of cities. Rivers are lost in the sea, and streams forsake the hills, but ever Sardathrion's fountains arise in our dream city. As was Sardathrion when the gods were young, so are her streets to-day as a sign that we are the gods. Suddenly the swart figure of time stood up before the gods, with both hands dripping with blood, and a red sword dangling idly from his fingers, and said, Sardathrion is gone! I have overthrown it! And the gods said, Sardathrion, Sardathrion, the marble city? Thou, thou hast overthrown it? Thou, the slave of the gods? And the eldest of the gods said, Sardathrion, Sardathrion, and is Sardathrion gone? And furtively time looked him in the face, and edged towards him, fingering with his dripping fingers the hilt of his nimble sword. Then the gods feared with a new fear that he that had overthrown their city would one day slay the gods, and a new cry went wailing through the twilight, the lament of the gods for their dream city, crying, Tears may not bring again Sardathrion, but this the gods may do who have seen and seen with unrelenting eyes the sorrows of ten thousand worlds. Thy gods may weep for thee. Tears may not bring again Sardathrion. Believe it not, Sardathrion, that ever thy gods sent this doom to thee. He that hath overthrown thee shall overthrow thy gods. How oft when night came suddenly on morning, playing in the fields of twilight, did we watch thy pinnacles emerging from the darkness. Sardathrion, Sardathrion, dream city of the gods, and thine onyx lions, looming limb by limb from the dusk. How often have we sent our child the dawn to play with thy fountain tops? How often hath evening, loveliest of our goddesses, strayed long upon thy balconies? Let one fragment of thy marble stand up above the dust for thine old gods to caress, as a man, when all else is lost, treasures one lock of the hair of his beloved. Sardathrion, the gods must kiss once more the place where thy streets were once. There were wonderful marbles in thy streets, Sardathrion. Sardathrion, Sardathrion, the gods weep for thee. This ends chapter 1.